We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Tied at 10, early third quarter. Play action, fake rolling. It's Waddle, Waddle. He got in. Touchdown. There it is. Daniel Waddle, that great speed, just got outside and got in. Nice catch and knew exactly where that goal line was. He dove for the flag and got it, Joe. I mean, that's his first NFL Miami Dolphin touchdown. That's the number six pick in the draft. Miami Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddle caught four of his six targets for 61 yards. That's a 15.3 average, including a big 36-yard reception and the touchdown you heard right there. And I think we just go right into it right here, fellas. Maybe me and Seth can hold back on ours, but OJ, have you got a game ball for us for this Dolphins 17-16 to victory? Absolutely. You know I do, man. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, being critical, uh, you know, part of an offense, you got to start right there with number 17. My man, Jalen Waddle. You know, you could tell from the beginning of this whole set, you know, we talked about that opening drive and going down the field. They tried to get Jalen involved right away. Right away, he was the, he was a feature part of it. I wish they were to continue that theme throughout the game because he seemed like a guy that was able to get open. You saw his quickness. You saw his burst. And, of course, getting into the end zone for that first touchdown, man. You know, he got it in his first game, Big Seth. It took me – Probably a season and a half to get my first receiving <laughs> touchdown. You know what I mean? Well, so, what was the deal? Why did it take so long? Well, because I was only returning kicks then. You know, and there's a bunch of older guys out there that wouldn't let me get on the field. You know, you, you made up a, for it. You get in the huddle, man. They kick you out and stuff. You know, but they were featuring my man Jalen Waddle, man. And um, I think it's going to be something that we're going to look forward to in the future, man. I mean, right away, you see the first first play from scrimmage for us. You know, you got a 17 yard pass to Waddle. You, know, you got another one later in, the, in that series for five yards to Waddle. But get the ball in a guy like that's hand early, and he's going to make big things happen. And he did. I, and, you know, and, I, and the quick game was nice for us today. Down the field was what we struggled with, but quick game worked best when you got a guy like Waddle, get him the ball, and let him make guys miss. His speed was evident today. I mean, he, he looks spectacular. It man. translates so to the league, it, doesn't it? It really does, man. And, and you, what I love about him, man, is, you know, you, we talked about it. all the guys that, you know, go to Alabama, they, they, they get it at the next level. But Waddle, too, he gets the ball, he gets upfield, quick burst, you know, does things with the, with the football. But 1,000%, looking for an offensive guy today to give a game ball to. I got to give it to my man, Jalen Waddle, man. He's, he's my guy. I've been talking about it for a long time, and I expect it to be, this to happen over and over again, you know, throughout the season. I think they're going to find different ways to get him involved. I hope you're right. That 36-yard reception we talked about there a little bit, That's I was so happy to see that because all training camp long, I was tweeting out, Waddle, again, it's not just the speed. The contested catch, once again, he comes back and makes another yeah. play on a contested ball, and he did it here again. That's why you take that guy with a sixth pick in the draft because not only can you score touchdowns, put up big yards, and run away from everybody with that flash lightning speed, but he also can go up and get the ball and make tough catches. Did have one drop that I thought maybe kind of <laughs> killed some momentum for the offense there, but all, all things considered, all things told, what a game he had for his debut, Seth. I mean, can we, can we talk about that real quick? Yeah, let's talk about that talk drop. About I, mean, I wasn't going to do it, but you guys want to Yeah, we'll talk about it. the drop, Big Seth. Me and, me and Seth and I have different ideas about the drop. <laughs> you know, it was a drop. And let me just say this. You might be a little bit more of an authority <laughs> on these things than I am, but I thought he should have caught, hey, caught the ball. He definitely should have caught the ball. He definitely should have caught the ball. Tough catch, tough, tough route. You know, tough ball placement, left-hand quarterback, but he's used to working with him. You know, I'm always going to find a good excuse for my for my wideout buddies, but Jalen's good enough to make that. He's he's good enough to make that play, and he probably should have made that play. But don't think it was an easy catch and throw, though, Seth. So that tell was, me what was tough you, about it. Help me understand. Was, and and by again, it, it was, I, look, I 
I'm asking just for a guy who's that quality of a player, and I'm not saying, well, I guess I am saying he should have caught it. But what was what made that a tough catch? It was low and away. Was it low? It was, it was, it was away. It was away. But was it low? Yeah, it was low. I need to see the all twenty-two. Yeah, I want you to see it. It was low and away. Gotta go to the tapes. Gotta go. It to the was low and away. He probably should have had it because he's a professional receiver. He had a lot of room to run too, he, man. He did. Wait, I don't know if he could have. If he would have caught, he probably would have carried him out of bounds. Yeah, all right, down that's fair. I won't argue that part. So why didn't you know? Hey, look, I'm I I, I grew up with Duper and Clayton, man. You know, two was the quarterback. Hit him in the chest, right? Yeah. Hit him in the chest. He didn't hit him in the chest right there. They had an opportunity to hit him in the chest right there. I thought okay. those two plays, the Parker one over the middle, that it hit Parker's hands first, and then the defensive back drove on it and broke it up, and then the, the play to Waddle, which whether you're talking to Seth or OJ was a catch <laughs> or an incompl- or a, a errant throw. I I, I kind of come down on the catch the ball, but I, again, we're arguing against OJ McDuffie right here, so I kind of feel Well, like I feel the same way. <laughs> Jules right. would have caught both of those passes. Exactly. I just want to say that. I would, But I, I appreciate that you're sticking up for him. And by the way, thoroughly impressed. I mean, yeah. that's exactly what you want to see out of your out of your sixth overall pick, as you said. I'm very excited about Jalen Waddles. I don't want to be that guy, you know, the overweight, uh, balding guy who's sitting in the radio booth saying, I would have caught it. I don't want to be that guy. I'm just saying that's a ball I thought he could have caught, had a lot of room to run if he was able the, the athlete that he is, if he was able to stay in bounds. And, and then maybe we're talking about Tua differently as well if those two catches are made. Yeah, then ifs. There we go. Some more ifs. There we go. Um, <laughs> I, I think Fair for, enough. For me personally, I probably would have caught it and probably gone down, you yeah. know, go down to get it. I think he might have been trying to make a play more than – I need to see it back. I don't think it was that low. All right. When you see it again, Big Seth. I I need to. Well, what's low to you? Knee high? No, I mean, I thought it was in the strike zone, Juice. Oh, you thought, huh? Yeah. At the belt, hip hip high? I thought it was. I think it was lower than that. All right, we need to see it. Can we find that? Where's Matt? I think it was lower than that. I think. I know we can get audio. Can we get video of this thing? (laughs) And you know I've got to have my whiteouts back on this. Fair enough. And we should move on because I'm very (laughs) excited about the guy. I I mean, absolutely deserving of a game ball. He, he, he did look fast. You know, sometimes you see guys that look fast in college and they get to the league and they just look like another guy. Mm-hmm. That's not the case with him. He looks exceptionally fast. And what I appreciate more than anything after watching this game is there's a toughness there for a little yeah, guy. 100%. Yeah. There is a toughness there. And that's – you like to see that. Yeah, and, you know, I've been saying that all along about him, you know. I'm not backpedaling, by the way. Well, you know, I mean, if you if you can go back to you know Alabama before he got hurt, man, Jalen Waddle was that he was that guy. He was that dude. You know everything about him, the toughness you talk about, return, you know, catching the ball, speed, everything about him, man. So I was I was really excited that we had an opportunity to get to get him in a draft, man. And he's just gonna get better. This is just the beginning of what we're gonna get from Waddle. You know, this is just the beginning. I I don't know what's gonna happen with this guy. I think it's gonna be so much fun, you know, watching him grow and develop. And get more involved in the offense. I mean, it's uh, I mean, great start for him though. Really good start Agreed. for him. What, what does Brian Flores always say about his players? Tough, smart. It's important to him. Yeah. Nick Saban, after they lost Jalen Waddle last year, said that we just lost the most important guy in our locker room. Compared his competitive toughness to Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Wow. I mean, that's the type of character that I think this kid has, and that's I know it's lofty praise. But if Nick Saban says it, I'll go ahead and back that up as well. And you know, he came to the presser on last Friday before the game, or maybe it's Thursday. I forgot, wearing a a humble over hype shirt which i thought was great because that guy is all hype all the time because he's so fast and electric and so much fun to watch play we saw that today but we also saw some of the humility and just to see him celebrate after that touchdown catch i love to hear that and speaking of jalen waddle i believe we have him at the podium we're going to go ahead and throw it to jalen waddle's press conference here after Don't the throw it low. 17 16 victory put it up high for the kid he'll catch it if i remember right you the first play of the game the first offensive play of the game went to you. How did it feel to get that first catch out of the way right off the bat? Uh, I think it went great. I think it was, you know, just something that I'm glad I can say I just got out the way and wanted to make it, like, ongoing. So it was pretty good. Are you the type of player who, you know, some guys need to get hit first and need to, like, you know? Yeah, and most, defi- most definitely. Like, all my nerves and stuff be, be going by the time the first play go. Get hit, and it's, like, back to reality. It was great. Uh, it was a great play call. Um, I think my teammates did good at just like helping me get open. So it was a great call. Two talked about all the guys that impacted that touchdown. Yeah, definitely. There were a lot of people, you know, we see you with the ball, but there were a lot of guys that made that happen. Is that kind of what you felt as well? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. It was kind of uh, a play that we kind of drew up. So I'm just just happy that you know we able to score, go ahead. So it was a it's a good play, sir. I gave it to my mom actually after the game. 
pretty good. What, what uh, did you know that first play was coming to you? I mean, did it, 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 when it's either when it's cold or this week when they put it in? Or um, nah. No. Um, nah, it wasn't just like a drawing up, like just throw the ball there. Um, I think Tua did a good job of just knowing where the coverage was and it was just the right play. Jalen, just describe the feeling. Your first NFL game, <coughs> you get catch your first touchdown and you get a road win. Um, it's great. I mean, every win is going to be, you know, kind of great. But first one, you know, big game. Um, it was a great atmosphere. Um, and then playing against guys, as you know, on the other side. So it was a great. What was going through your mind um, when you were in the locker room uh, prior to a regular season NFL game uh, for the first time? What were you thinking about? Um, just going over all the plays, going over the game plan, just um, just doing Everything, try to do everything right, get a routine, and just go about it. Have you heard Devonta Smith had a touchdown? I actually seen, I actually seen before. So I was uh, keeping tabs on, on Smitty. I love watching Smitty play, so. Kind of about what you said before, what was it like playing the game with so many other Alabama players, obviously, two and Mac quarterback? Uh, it was great. Um, I think both of them did really good um, for their team. So it was great just knowing, um, knowing guys on the other side. It was pretty cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So there he is. You hear him, the humble overhype, Seth. I mean, you, we talk about his competitive toughness and the type of kid he is, but, man, he, he sure plays it close to the chest there, and he's not going to give you too much, is he? No, he's not. I, I love it. I mean, I, you know, he seems like just a really nice kid, but, Juice, and this is no disrespect to the position, but some wideouts are a lot more <laughs> hype over humble. There are some guys, and I am not saying that's about you. Very delicate I messaging. Not, no, but, I mean, that's, that, that is, the in, in theory, the diva position. You draft a guy sixth overall. He's fast, right? The fast guys, the sprinters. You go to the Olympics, the biggest divas are the sprinters. But he does not carry himself that way at all, and I love that. Yeah, I, I do too, man. I think he's really excited at that. He's getting this opportunity. He's probably a little upset, too, that he wasn't the first receiver taken. So he's got a lot to think. He probably thinks he has a lot to prove out there, which he does not. He's the man. No, he's proving it. Jalen Waddle, the, re- the receiver, uh, kind of play on words there, of one of our three game balls. We have two more of those to hand out. We have the drive of the game and plenty more to come here. Again, the final score was the Dolphins 17, Patriots 16, Miami Dolphins all alone in first place in the AFC East. Man, You're listening nice. to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. In season or off season, you and your car make a great team. Take care of it with Chevron with Techron for unbeatable cleaning and mileage. It's a winning play. Chevron together ahead. And the drive of the game, the Lexus drive of the game, is brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to experience amazing. And the drive of the game for us today, guys, was the Opening drive of the third quarter, thought it might be the opening drive of the game, but the Dolphins topped that with a nine-play, 75-yard drive, four minutes and nine seconds off the clock, and Juice, they got it started with a deep ball, something we didn't really see last year with Tua to Parker. They had some short connections, but the deep ball on the 50-50 chance of Devontae Parker, he goes up and gets it. What were you thinking at that time? Yeah, you know, and I was I was looking forward to seeing what Devontae would do with the limited work he got all week or or all training camp with Tua, and that's what he does best, man. You send up Devontae on some, you know, some one-on-one routes and 50-50 balls become 80-20 balls, in my opinion. He's so good at you know, making some of those plays. So it's exciting, man. I think even later in the game, you saw some quick, you know, quick slants. Even one, we had a run play, and they threw the now route kind of to Devontae Parker, and he's running tough over the middle. It's good to see Parker back. You know, obviously we didn't see much right. of him in the preseason, but it's good to see him back, you know, and, uh, and making some plays for us because he's a problem out there. Now, if you got him as a problem, you're going to have Waddle as a problem, you possibly have Fuller as a problem, you possibly have Gasicki as a problem. I see a lot of problems that two is going to be able to, you know, to, to distribute the rock to, man. So we just got to figure out how it's going to work, the dynamic of it all. But seeing Parker out there, man, made me excited, man. Made me, made me very excited. And I see he's going to be out there making the plays that we're used to seeing him make. And, you know, moving the chains, uh, making the tough catches, man. So Devontae looked good so far today. Yeah, I agree, Juice. I mean, look, this team is better with a healthy Devontae Parker out there. there. There's no doubt about it. And, again, people want to be critical of Tua, and, and, and I understand if you're just looking at the box score, but one of the th- criticisms last year was trying to throw to guys who are NFL open and not Alabama open. And we saw more of that today. Yep. The play to Parker, the play to Waddle. You know, we, we saw uh, Tua and <laughs> – 
we found out he was trying to throw it away. But he is getting a little bit more aggressive, not as aggressive as we want to see. And I don't know how aggressive they're asking him to be. We know we're not going to win all the games we want to win if he's only throwing, you know, completing 16 passes in a game, 18 passes in a game, whatever it might be. But but he is willing to get the ball downfield to his playmakers. And as you said, I think we're only going to see more of that when we get Fuller back. I'd like, I I would have loved to have seen Albert Wilson with more touches. Yeah. You know, that's a guy that had a great training camp. I don't know how healthy he is. You know, you know it, Drew. Some guys are going to be gamers. They're going to get out there, but it doesn't mean you're going to get the best of them. So I don't know what's happening there. Would like to see the rock in his hands and, and a few other guys. But I do think we're seeing growth from Tua. I'll be curious to see, you mentioned the receiver room and kind of the questionable nature around it. I think that could be the case all season long. I mean, a lot of these guys came into this game with something that hindered them throughout the course of training camp and yeah. preseason, right? But you also have a room that is, you know, as, as matchup-based as this team wants to be, you've got so many guys that feature so many different great traits that you can kind of pick and choose your poisoning in that particular receiver room. But one guy I want to talk about, Juice, here is we kind of pivot to the to the running game, who I thought was the real catalyst of both of those scoring drives and Miles Gaskin on the drive to open the third quarter he had three touches for 30 yards and on the opening drive of the game four touches for 29 yards so that's seven for I'm no mathematician but 59 yards there <laughs> on those two touchdown drives from Miles Gaskin what did you see from the third year back today Juice out of UW the same thing we see from all the time very exactly. consistent, man. Just a consistent football player, runs hard. You know, I, I, I go back to draft day all the time in free agency when they always talk about, you know, we got to get a running back, we got to get a running back. We've got a running back. Exactly. Miles Gaskins is one heck of a running back, man, and does it all, man. I mean, people want to see some of the things. Watch him pick up, you know, blitzes. Watch him block as well. You know, the guy really is one heck of a football player, man. You know, he ran the ball nine times, caught the ball you know, four or five times, you know, out of the backfield, five targets, five catches. It just does it all, man. And I, I, I just love the way he, he your, air, your air quote, brings his lunch pail every game. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did you just air quote? I air yeah. quoted like my man Travis here, you know. He brings his lunch, <laughs> lunch pail every game. And, you know, it's the same thing. You don't hear a lot. You know, he doesn't talk a lot. He just goes out there and plays, man. So, I, I tell you, man, and then – you know, we talked a little bit about it. Then, you know, you got Ahmed, you know, Savon. He came out there and ran the ball pretty well. And then, of course, Malcolm Brown being able to close it out. We've got a running back. We got running backs, and, and Gaskin's the, the main guy. He's, he's amazing to watch. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Savon Ahmed there, too, because they're best buddies. They used to live in the same apartment complex. I don't think they do anymore when the team moved from Davie to Miami Gardens. They actually talked about this in their media this week. But they're best buddies going back to their days at UW, which, by the way, UW, 0-2, oh go Cougs. Uh, <laughs> had to get that in. But speaking of the compliment to Miles Gaskin, those two guys work together so well. They, they put in extra work. And I've told this story at least 15 times now. But one of my favorite parts about being around this team every day at the facility is every single Tuesday – Players are off, right, Juice? Tuesday is player off. We get a chance to go talk to the assistant coaches, and we walk by the practice outside facility into the indoor facility to talk to the coaches every time on Tuesday. And this is back at Davie, too. Miles Gaskin's out there doing something. Yeah. He's out there doing the ladder. He's out there running routes, catching passes in the scorching Miami heat. That's all you need to know I right just there. appreciate yeah. the heck out of the guy. And Jerome Baker's talked about it. Brian Flores has talked about it. But we talked about uh, Savon Ahmed as his kind of partner in crime. They're best buddies. They cheer for each other. It's, it's fun to watch them play together. He had two big plays, yeah. one on each of those drives as well, to start the game an 18-yard reception. And then on our Lexus drive of the game, had an 8-yard carry on a Wildcat play. And that's where I want to go here next on this drive guys the play sequencing here of George Godsey Eric Studisville and the entire Miami Dolphins band of play callers as we'll go ahead and call them to go wildcat back-to-back play Savon Ahmed for eight yards I think it was Malcolm Brown the trigger man on the second play yep. to pick up three yards in the first down and what did I say to you Seth on the next play first and goal from the three you play action this thing you throw it to the end zone it's going to be a wide open touchdown Sure enough, it was enough pat my own back on that one. But OJ, <laughs> no, keep, it, keep it going. The Travis. play sequencing there, I thought it was so brilliant to just basically go against the grain. And I, I don't know what the Patriots have in terms of their tendency breakers, but I thought all three of those plays were tendency breakers for the Miami Dolphins offense. Absolutely, man. And you and the ability to move the ball the way they were with the three backs at that point, you know, made it available for you know Tua to get the ball, you know, to to, to you know for the touchdown. You know, and then that's that's important to get the ball to Waddle for the touchdown. Um, we've got guys that do things so different, and it's it's fun to watch because you, you can be so creative when you're talking about our our co-offense coordinators and, and getting these guys involved. 
Um, we didn't get the re receivers involved as much as we'd like to. We talked a little bit about Waddle. We know uh, Parker had a day. But the way the backs got involved, man, it's, it can carry a team. We're going to take some shots down the field. We've got to get our tight ends involved. But when you, got, when you can start establishing that type of mentality uh, to run the ball, to run with force, to run when they know we're going to run, things like that, and we've got a three-headed monster when it comes to the backs, I mean, it's, it's good stuff because now, you know, what do you game plan? What's Buffalo game plan against for us next, next week? Are they game plan against the running back, our backs, or are they going to try to, you know, work on against, against our wide receivers? I think they got to worry about our backs first, and then, uh, you know, then we'll have an opportunity to get the ball down the field. So, uh Great job by all three of our guys. So you think that, that that's their takeaway. If they watch the film, you think that they're going to key in on the backs first. Yeah, we, I mean, absolutely. Cause how many shots did we take down the field? How many shots did we complete down the field? How many? We had two receivers that got had catches in the game. Yeah. So what would you think? I mean, I think I'm thinking that, you know, Gaskin first. We can shut down Gaskin, put him in, you know, long down situations, you know, with long distance to go. Or, you know, then I'm going to worry about the wide receiver second. But I think Miles' guy that – could be a guy that they keel on, in my opinion. And that was Alexis' drive of the game brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to experience amazing nine plays, 75 yards, four minutes, and nine seconds. And just to kind of touch on this to close the segment, guys, you talked about it a little bit there, Juice, about next week against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, this team's in position to improve to 2-0 and and get a two-game lead on the Buffalo Bills with the head-to-head -head victory. I mean... I, we're getting a little early into the game. Yeah. Don't get too here. far yeah. ahead of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just I'm thinking about it. I wrote it down here. Like you could be two games up with the half game advantage because the head to head victory. I mean that that's why this game was so important to me. Yeah. OJ was to go out there and get this victory and the division on the road. It just puts you in in such an advantageous position. Like, do you almost feel like? And I hate to say this, but do you almost kind of feel like next week is house money a little bit? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm tell you why because I know Buffalo is going to be they're going to be hungry. Because they got to be a little salty right they're now. Gonna, they've got to get their first win, first of all. It's within the division. But they're also be there if they don't get a win. It's two, two losses in the, within the conference. You know, and that's a big deal for, you know, for later down the road. I watched a lot of these pregame shows. They got Buffalo predicted to go to Super Bowl, right. most of these people. So they might have been reading their own press clippings, you know. So they're going to be a hungry, desperate team next week. So it's really, um, you know, I, I said it before the show started that, I was happy with if we went one and one in our first two games. Now I'm gonna be greedy. I want to go. <laughs> You're two over that. I want. Yeah, it's time to go two and zero. Oh, you know, and so if we do that, man, you talk about that. You know, creating that gap, that distance between us and Buffalo. That's huge for this team. So I know that the focus is going to be laser on both teams. It's going to be a heck of a game next week because both teams know how important this win is. But getting the two and zero. Oh, both in the division for us, and I know Buffalo needs to get a win. You know, get to one and one, obviously, to, and get that get, with, get a win within the division. It's 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 not house money. It's a, one of the most important games that we've got so far this year. And every game is important, obviously. But this one's huge one. right here. It's huge, Seth. <laughs> it is a big it's game, humongous, though. Seth. He's and and if, you know, for the folks at home who can't see, this isn't air quotes. <laughs> Juice just put those big mitts up there to tell us this is a huge game. And I agree. Look, it's a blessing and a curse to open up with back-to-back -back divisional games because you can be buried deep yes. or you have a chance to, to come out of the gate strong. And to Travis's point, this is a great opportunity for this team to start in a way they haven't started in a long, long time. Yeah. And I hope that it's 130 degrees oh, out man. there on the field. Yes. Yes. I can't wait to see them in those dark blue jerseys. 1, and by the third quarter, I, you know, I, I hope we got guys with their hands on their knees and we're able to, to, to give it to them pretty good. But a lot has to happen between now and then. Yeah. My wife keeps asking me. She's been here for about a month and a half now. I've been here for over a year. She keeps asking me, when does it, when does it start to cool down a little bit? I'm like, November-ish. But, you know, cool down. hopefully sooner. But let's for Sunday, I said exactly what Seth just said, 130 degrees, 100% humidity. Heat it up on those Buffalo Bills because you know that sideline doesn't have any shade on it. Ours Never has does. the shade. They do Never not does. have any of it. So it definitely wears the road team down. Cool. It's, it's so cool. Like Because I, I work out of the stadium sometimes, and you get to go out there and just kind of see what it looks like. I go out and sit by the field all the time just for the heck of it. And to see the way it was constructed, like right at one o'clock, the sun gets <laughs> off the Dolphins' sideline onto the middle of the field, and they get the shade the entire game. So Dolphins are now one and zero all alone atop the AFC East, guys. God, it, it feels great good. to say that. Enjoy again. it. <laughs> Another hot start. And as I talked about on the last time we talked to you guys after the Bengals game, I think I believe the schedule really starts to kind of soften up down the second half of the schedule. So this win to me was so crucial to get to my. 
I promised 13 wins on the last show, but you know that's that's my thought, that's my thinking. <laughs> Only and 12 more to go. Yeah, yeah. we're off yeah, to you a good start. You got to get one before you get to 13. It's good job. Buddy. We are Very off and running, point. and so was the Lexus Drive of the Game, brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers, who encourage you to f- see, hear, feel, and experience amazing. Again, the final score here uh, in New England: Dolphins 17, Patriots 16. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Post Game Show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Usually a pretty positive, cheery bunch on the WQAM postgame show here. And we are going to have some game balls a little bit later on, but we all want to talk about some things that we want to see improve after this game. Coach Flores talked about corrections postgame. Tua Tungwailoa talked about corrections as well. And Seth, never been a perfect game played. That's what he said. Never been a perfect game played. Exactly <laughs> right. I love that comment. And since you know you jumped in there, I'll go ahead and throw it to you here first, Seth. What's the number one thing you think we got to improve if we are going to beat Buffalo and get to the you know to where we ultimately want to go this season? What's got to improve? Well, the two things that jumped out to me, Travis, and I guess they they work together a little bit. Is I I, I think I said it earlier. I would have loved to have seen more pressure on a rookie quarterback starting his first game. Um, you know, this team. I, I think the Brian Flores coach defense became known for uh, being able to just have the elaborate blitzes and get pressure and to make quarterbacks nervous and make them move around in that pocket and knock them around a little bit. And we just didn't see enough of that. So I want to see more pressure. But I, I, the bigger, I, I think, the byproduct that, that I really want to see is they got to get off the field on third downs. That was a staple. Right? Did they lead the league in third down defense last year? It was like 31.6%, and the next closest was like 35%. They were significantly the they, best team in the league. They were dominant on their third down defense. And, and today, uh, you know, you can't say they weren't good enough because they got the W. So ultimately they were good enough. But they just, you know, they, they had a tough time getting off the field, Juice. I think the Pats were over 60% in their success rate on third down. Some of that was because they were good on first and second down mm-hmm. and, you know, those third and ones, third and twos. But we had some third and longs that they were able to convert as well. That That is so frustrating to see. I'm sure it is eating Brian Flores and that defensive coaching staff up alive. And the one thing I will say about this staff, when there's an issue, you typically see it corrected by the following week. This staff does not let things linger for week and weeks and weeks and weeks. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what we were used to seeing from this team last year. But those things stood out to me tonight. 11 for 16 with the Patriots on third down. That's just, yeah, just you can't it's, get away with I would that. say it's not good enough, but like you said, today it, it was just good enough. And, you know, to your point, Seth, I thought early in the game we saw a lot of that and kind of Mac was – fading away from the pressure and throwing to some maybe curious spots and the ball was kind of getting away from him early but then he just seemed to get more and more comfortable and I had it in my notes for for drive time later that I was going to be complimentary of the Dolphins because I thought they were getting pressure early with four-man rushes with blitzing you know how they put Baker and Egwavon up in those a gaps or how they're going to run stunts and twists and just find creative ways to get pressure we saw I think it was Byron Jones had a cat blitz early a corner blitz that put pressure on Mac and he wind up wound up throwing the football backwards, backwards into the dirt. And I'm thinking, okay. Here we yeah, go, right? Exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's get this thing cranked up. We're going to have five or six sacks today. But, Juice, it just didn't go that way. But I do want to go back to you here for uh, your thing you want to see improve. Uh, you, you gave the game ball to a wideout, but where are you going to go with your improvement? I need more of my wideouts involved. <laughs> I knew it. You know, I, I do. <laughs> you know, Parker and Waddle did, did their thing, man. But, you know, we talked a little bit about getting Albert Wilson involved. You know, very limited snaps. I'd love to see what his snap count is at the end of the day. Uh, Gesicki, only two targets today. You know, he's a kind of a wideout. That's like calling him a, you know, a slot kind of <laughs> receiver. I just want to see – the ball in our playmakers' hands and let them do their thing. And we didn't see a lot of that today. A lot of that had to do with very limited opportunities. I mean, you look at time of possession, we only had the ball what right. we have for like 20 – what we end up with in time of possession. It wasn't, it wasn't very much compared to what New England – New England just had the ball over and over, I mean, most of the, most of the day today. So it's like, for me, I look forward to seeing Fuller get back out there next week. I, I look forward to seeing what Waddle's going to do in week two of his, his, of his pro career. I, I'm seeing how how we can do a lot of things with Devontae Parker, but I need more from my guys. And that's what's going to keep the drives alive, staying ahead of the change and doing things like that. So I just need to see my playmakers come out there and, and do more. And I need to see Tua get it to them uh, in, in good situations and make plays for us. Time of possession for the Patriots was 36 minutes and 43 seconds. The Dolphins had it for 23 minutes mm-hmm. and 17 seconds and four for 11 on third downs of their own. That's where the th- that's where the time of possession skews, right? On third downs, you stay on the field, obviously. You're going to get more plays and more time of possession. And I'm with you. I think I do think that 
if I'm going to give an excuse here, which is something I'm, I guess I'm good at, is that they haven't necessarily had a ton of time together, this training camp, to, to work through some of the stuff you talk about there because so many of the guys were banged up. And, you know, credit for, to Tua for having success all August, it seemed, with guys who, like a Mac Hollins, who we didn't really see a lot of today but was very prominent in the preseason on the offensive side of the football. We finally get a chance to see Will Fuller, who basically practiced one day, got banged up, and went away for about three weeks. We saw him sparingly here in and out of training camp, and then he had to go away again because of suspension. So getting him back, I think, will help. But my thing, guys, that I think we have to improve upon, and this is like the low-hanging fruit, right? I mean, everyone's going to agree with this, is the offensive line. Twitter's agreeing with you, sure. I'm, I'm sure they are, and I'm sure they will for, for months and months to come and, until you know, until we get a, a line full of five Quentin Nelsons. But, you know, I'm not sure that's going to happen anytime <laughs> soon. But, you know, OJ talked about this earlier on with the, the youth of this group, and I was encouraged, as I'm going to go positive here on my thing, I want to see improve. By the end of the game, the way they closed out to, to put the Patriots away in that final possession, but... All things told, I mean, there, there was just too many instances where Tua had guys at his feet, where Tua had to, to get off, off of his spot and, and make a move and try to make something happen. And to his credit, he did that a couple of times, but once he would break the pocket, you know, again, I, I got to see the All-22 to get a breakdown of this, but I just I think maybe guys weren't open down the field because he was a little bit gun-shy to pull the trigger where he normally gets off the spot and makes a play. But, you know, Jesse Davis at right tackle, he's the captain of this offensive line, right? One of the guys that's been there for a long, long time. Uh, I'll be curious to see what they do next week. I'm, I'm, what do you think the, the best offensive line might look like? Because, you know, Brian Flores says best five guys play. Austin Jackson comes back. Liam Eichenberg obviously played today. And, and Seth, I think you had a nugget on Eichenberg about what he said post game about playing left tackle today. Uh, yeah, I saw somewhere somebody tweeted that. He, he said, that's where the team needed me. I found out this morning. So, uh, you know, that? give him some credit for that. Line up and play. and It's his first NFL game, as Drew said. There's a lot of different things going on. He, he, there's, there's room for improvement, <laughs> that's for sure. But he made it. You know, he made yes. it through the game, and, uh, and, and they ultimately did enough. Just barely, but they did enough to get the dub. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what, man. You look at the numbers. You know, you don't, teams don't usually win these games. You talk about 11 for 16 on third down. You know, talk about time possession we yeah. talked about. You know, talk about 24 first downs to 16 first downs. Some of them are critical ones on penalties that we had. You know, giving up the amount of yards that we end up giving up. You know, and, and being on the road, to come away with a one-point win, only giving up 16 points, is I, I, it's, I can't believe that, that that's the result of this game. Right. But they're not going to win consistently that way, not, right? You can't not, play like you that You cannot play like that. And that's all, us being 4 of 11 on third down, you know, you, you're not going to win games like that. But yeah. the fact that they, you know, all those numbers, when you look at numbers and stats alone, if, if answer this, Travis, if I were to give you those numbers, you had no idea what the score was, what would you think the score would be at that game? You know what I mean? That feels like a 31-17 game at best. 1,000%. 1,000%. These boys found a way to win, man, with, with, with very tough numbers against them, man. So, you know, we shall see. So, if we, you know, totally flipping the script on this segment, what, what you just said there, if you go back, the Patriots had a number of drives that were 10, 11, 13 play drives that resulted in field goals. And then obviously one in a turnover there. So, so we have to give some kudos. We talked about it earlier. Don't love the Ben don't break. Or I don't, wanna, I don't want to butter my bread on Ben don't break. But if at the end of the game you bent and you didn't break, then I'll take it. And so I think that's what they did today. So we got to at least give them credit for that. So that's a great point, Juice. As important as third down, how about red zone numbers? Dolphins were two for two in the red zone today. Patriots just one for three. So that's that's the difference in the yeah. game right there. I yeah, mean, for sure. And, and the one for three, I mean, we can talk about this some more if you guys want to. I don't think the one should have happened because I thought Landon Roberts had a clean sack Correct. on the quarterback where he got pushed into the into the quarterback. What but, did Landon think about that? Do we have that sound? Because I'd love to hear what Landon said. Yeah, let's go ahead. If we got the audio for Landon Roberts on his uh, his sack that was negated, which again he blew through the a gap and came in there and sacked Mac Jones after running over yeah. the fullback. <laughs> right. And, and we talked about this. He's I think with K. Rog, but because it was the first half, he was still in here. He was like, "How do how do these guys think momentum works? You can't just yeah. stop and." And then turn around, so he winds up going low at well, Mac Jones. And JT said on the game, you know, if you were listening to the game call, JT said, and of course, pass rusher, right, doesn't like right. the call. But he said he has no other choice than to just lay down and quit on the play. Right. So you blow up, and, and, and my then what do you part, do? Yeah, right. Yeah, he said that other guy's getting paid to block. By the way, <laughs> so that guy's getting paid to block. He gets completely blown up like it's a little league game, and then then 
then you make a play on the quarterback and they call a penalty. So that's a tough one to swallow. Yeah, I mean, what do you do as a, as a rusher right there? When you're in that position, you're, you're, you're going down. The, and the quarterback was kind of going down himself. He that really point was. Too. What do you do? You just you put your hands up like you're – I don't know. What do you do? I think you make the play and just deal with the deal consequences. Deal with the Because yeah. what, what are you supposed yeah. to do? I mean, it's it, – and that's kind of the, the, the direction of football, right? They're, they're trying to protect guys. And, you, OJ, you talk all the time about throws to give you headaches. I mean, they're trying to take that stuff out of the game. And it's, it's part of something you have to deal with. To me, I hate it. But if it's going to give us football for longer, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it. Yeah. So, if we have you, Landon Roberts, let's go ahead – Okay, we're not going to go to Len Roberts. Let's go ahead and pause real quick. Ten seconds so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. This is the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. Dolphins games always play here in Miami. AM 560, FM 99.9, HD2, The Joe, WQAM. It's time for Dolphins football parties. Take home gating to the next level with hot and delicious Totina's Pizza Rolls. And we have some game balls to give out here still. OJ already gave his to Jalen Waddle. Seth and myself still have to give out our game balls. But first, let's go ahead and roll through the out-of-town scoreboard here. Can I get some music and run through the NFL Week 1 slate as we began the week on Thursday night in Tampa Bay, the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers took down the Dallas Cowboys 31-29. The Eagles get a big win staying in the NFC East there, 32-6 over the Atlanta Falcons. The Steelers, go Steelers today, 23-16 over the Buffalo Bills. The Bills fall to 0-1 after their AFC Championship game run last season. The Bengals take it in overtime, 27-24 over the Fighting Zimmers and the Minnesota Vikings. The San Francisco 49ers, 41-33 fireworks down there in Detroit. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray was on one today, 38-13 over the Tennessee Titans. Seattle winners, 28-16 in Indianapolis over the Colts. The Chargers get a road win in Washington over the football team, 20-16. The Panthers and Sam Darnold get revenge on the New York Jets, 19-14 in that game. He had a long touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson. I know that stung Jets fans and made (laughs) Dolphins fans happy in the process. The Texans, 37. Jaguars, 27. There still has not been a number one overall pick at quarterback to win a game to start his career since 2002 and David Carr and the Houston Texans. The Chiefs win 33-29 over the Cleveland Browns, a tight game. Can't wait to get home and watch that one. The Saints, 38-3 over the Green Bay Packers. The Broncos take out the Giants, 27-13. And right now on Sunday Night Football, the Rams are up 13 to zip on the Chicago Bears. That's enough about the rest of the league. The Miami Dolphins won a football game today, 17-16, thanks in part to some individual performances and a team effort. But Seth, game ball today. Who is yours? Well, my game ball is going to the 17th ranked player in the entire NFL, uh, according to the NFL Top 100, and and it's to the X-Man, Xavier Howard. And look, I think at one point, three quarters into this game, I said, have you even seen X today? I never saw him. And how great is it, Juice, when you just – you know how you get, you get 400 points for writing your name on the SAT? Just for filling it out, you write your name, you get 400 points to start. When you just show up and you have a race to side of the field, that is not only the ultimate sign of respect, but what an asset for your team. I mean, how much are you bringing to your team where they just they take you out of the game plan? They do not want to throw to your side. So that in and of itself is impressive. But when this team needed a play more than they've needed a play all season, because there's only one game into it, right. when this team needed a play, who came up with the play? Not only does he force the fumble, but he gets into the scrum as probably one of the smallest guys down there, and he comes away with the rock, as he always seems to come away with the rock. So my game ball, he's already got it in his hands because he forced the fumble, he recovered it, and he took it home with him on the play. My game ball goes to Xavier Howard. He had a forced fumble in the Week 15 game last year against the Patriots, so give him two in back-to-back games to go along with the 10 picks last season. And, Seth, you told me a quote that he had after the game, something about when they, they try to lull him to sleep. Yeah, I love that. He said they try to lull me asleep, but I find a way to take the How ball. How beautiful is that? I mean, it's just like I don't need to hear anything else. If he doesn't do another interview the rest of the year, I'm sorry to local media. If X does not do another interview the rest of the year, just use that quote. I mean, golly, that's what I want for my cornerback. Let's give a note to Chris Greer and the Miami Dolphins front office and staff for getting that thing worked out with Xavier Howard this offseason because I that's think why you do without it. him right now, 
probably 0-1. I mean, without that play, you're probably 0-1. I don't want to, like, you know, do too much hypotheticals here. But We're doing a whole lot yeah, of hypotheticals. Big... I'm guilty of one of them. But, man, Travis, you got a lot of them. It's today. a Travis Wingfield-led show. That's where we live in the hypothetical. That's what you're going to get from me every time. But, you know, speaking of me, we have another game ball to give out here. I'm going to go to my guy, Emmanuel Ogba, because nice. I thought he was disruptive all game long against both the run and the pass. There was a thir- one of the third down stops we actually got was an Emmanuel Ogba deflection at the line of scrimmage. He was constantly putting pressure on Mac Jones. If it wasn't for that holding call, which I, I want to say wiped out that drive for the Patriots, I cannot recall if they wound up scoring or not on that drive. I think they did not. But if it wasn't for that holding call, he had Mac Jones in his crosshairs, and Mac Jones had no idea he was coming. He was about to tee him up for an absolute kill shot on that play, Juice. But all game long, off the edge, you know, the Patriots ran the ball pretty well in this game, but not off his side they didn't. And as far as getting pressure on Mac Jones, and even though he was able to work through it and make some plays and get the ball out of his hands, I just thought he was so disruptive all game long when they slid protection away from him, one-on-one matchups. It was bad news for the Patriots' right tackle. So Emmanuel Ogba... My game ball today, OJ, Xavier Howard, Emmanuel Ogba, our two game balls. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I love them. I love them, man. You look at guys that were difference makers in this game. You know, X is always a difference maker. He's a difference maker when he walks out there, whether he gets attention or not. It's you unbelievable. Know, you got to change your game plan on how you're going to approach him. You know, and I know Aguilar had a few catches, and, um, you know, I think uh, Myers had a few catches, but I didn't see much on X, and you're never going to see too much on X. Um, of course, Ogba, man, he's, a, he's, he's so disruptive. Um, you know, just and getting in the backfield, you know, and, and making quarterbacks get off their spot a little bit or get rid of it a little earlier than they want to. Uh, he's just picking up where he left off last year. And I, I look forward. I look forward to seeing, you know, Jalen Phillips, you know, look at that film and learn a little bit from this, man. I think it's great to have a guy on your team that's so professional that does what Agba does and some of the younger guys get an opportunity to go out there and learn from that, man, and, and the work ethic and, and how to get better and how to get to these NFL quarterbacks. It's going to be fun to watch him develop, too, Jalen Phillips, watching guys like Ogba. I thought Phillips had some some, some good rushes in yeah. there, and, and Seth had mentioned he kind of had a welcome to the NFL moment when he had a one-on-one pass rush where the, uh, I believe it was a running back or a tight end. No, it was, it, it was I think guard. the guard came the over. Guard, yeah. right? It wasn't one-on-one <laughs> no, for long. No, 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 it was not. He came over and, and cleaned his clock clean, a little yeah. bit. So a couple of our rookies had their welcome to the NFL moments today, but – Guys, I want to go ahead and finish up here, or this segment at least, with a few more players that we haven't touched on yet that I think we kind of maybe omitted earlier on and not by any fault of our own, but just some guys we haven't touched on yet. And before I get to the four, actually it's four defensive guys and one offensive guy, let's start on offense because I don't think anybody saw this coming. But third and short, your quarterback comes off the field, on comes the backup quarterback, and wouldn't you know it, it's a number number 14 just like last year, and I'm thinking to myself, like, <laughs> I know what this is. I know it's a sneak. I even called it out before it happened. But the the narrative that might get created here, is it playing with fire? What would you think of that play call there, Juice, to go to, to Jacoby Brissett on the third-and-one quarterback sneak? I was okay with that. I was okay with the quarterback <laughs> sneak. I wasn't okay with the following play. You know, I think that Jacoby's a big guy, big body that, you know, and I think the quarterback sneak thing, is a, there's a knack for it. How many times, like, I hate to say it, like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, they, they never get stopped on that, even though they're not the most athletic guys. I think there's a knack for that quarterback sneak thing, and I think Jacoby has that. I thought he might have been in the, in the, you know, in the field play too long after that. Uh, I think he got a little too cute at times, and I think I've heard that um, being repeated a lot by a lot of different people that are analyzing the game. But you know, Tua, and, and Tua being the teammate he is, he was, he was, he was cool with it, you know. I mean, I, he's, he's cool with stuff like that. Um, but – you know, mixing it up a little bit, a little wildcat today, things like that. Uh, it, was, it was fun, but for, for the most part, Jacoby is, is the backup. One quarterback sneak would have been enough, and then ride two of the rest of the way. We got two, was he two for two today with it? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I believe he was. Uh, did, did Tua have one, or was it just Jacoby? I think Tua might have had the second one, actually. Because mm-hmm. we talked about, like, you know, it's a, a bit of a change as far as, oh, they're not going to bring in Brissett. Maybe they stay with, with the running back run, but I think Tua then snuck it in for the first down there. Or maybe he didn't. I could be wrong yeah, on that. I'm but. Not sure. Regardless, I, you, I was cheering yeah, too yeah. much. I was cheering I don't know, I gotta too watch much. The film. <laughs> well, uh, hey, one thing you don't have to watch the film on was you said Jason Taylor had a comment in the middle of the game about that keeping Jacoby back on the field, and they got the false start after that. What was that comment that he said? Oh yeah, if you were listening to the broadcast, he said there was not a person on that New England sideline <laughs> that believed they were actually going to snap the Hold ball. Hold your water, Jesse. Yeah. So, so that was. Uh, yeah, I think and that that's, was and that's the bigger point right there. Even we knew we weren't snapping the ball. How do we have a false start right there? From your team captain. My goodness, man. Strange. But either way, Dolphins got there with a victory. Survived it. Four more players I want to touch on here real quick. And I start with Byron Jones because, you know, 
I think a big reason why Xavier Howard has as many interception opportunities as he has had in his you know last year with Miami Dolphins was because of the work Byron Jones was on the other side of the field. I just I continue to look at the way those two cornerbacks play together, and like you talk about juice team construction, like you want to get guys that make your other guys the best versions of themselves. And to me, that's what Byron Jones does for Xavier Howard because you go back to his Dallas numbers. He would wipe guys out. He would wipe out either your best receiver or your second best receiver, and then that obviously funnels the ball back to Xavier Howard. So I thought that Byron Jones today had a pretty good game and helped to some, create some chances for other guys as well. Yeah, you know, you're not going to see very many opportunities for some of these teams on the outside, and that's X and Byron. You know, they're both like they're locked down. Most of the time you see wide receivers get opportunities. It's somewhere on some little shallow, little curl routes or you know, little flat routes, but nothing down the field, man. So the down the field thing is shut down with, with guys like Byron and X out there, man. But I thought Byron also, I listened to something he said earlier, you know, when X was in contract uh, negotiations that, you know, X always still takes the best guy out there. X still goes out there, you know, and, and makes incredible interceptions, not any gimmies out there. So he was very complimentary in what X does for him as well. But, man, you talk about a, a one-two punch. It's got to be, you know, we look, when you look at NFL, those two out there as a, as a tandem – Got to be top, you know, three in the league, and that's that's great to have that opportunity because you can do so many things when you got guys that can go out there and lock guys down, put more pressure on quarterbacks. You saw how how we brought more heat today. You can bring heat, you know, when you have to when you got guys on the outside like Byron and X out there. And one of my other players, we talk about the the fumble forced by Xavier and Howard, Seth. The guy that had the other force fumble was Eric Rowe, and it resulted in turnover. Zach Seeler picks that thing up for the first turnover of the game, once again to give Miami their 23rd straight game with a takeaway. That's the longest streak in the NFL. But I thought just sticking his face in the fan against the run, covering tight ends, looking at the numbers here, Hunter Henry had 3 for 31, John Ruth Smith 5 for 42. Not great numbers, but not pedestrian. But all things told, that's kind of how this offense is funneled for the most part through those tight ends in the running game. So I thought Eric Rowe was a big part of shutting those guys down and helping this defense get the win today. Yeah, and that's what you're going to get from Rowe, right? I mean, we, we talked about that earlier. Maybe some things that he might give up in, in speed, uh, he's going to make up for with a, being a veteran who is savvy, who plays physical. He's always got his head around the ball. Um, we've talked about him being a tight end eraser uh, a lot of times here, is, is whether it be on the podcast or, or in the postgame show. So, no, Eric did a nice job. Here's the bottom line, guys. I, I, we're 1-0, played one game, we won the game, and what happened to the rest of the AFC East? You know, we, we can't – I can't stress that enough. Divisional road win, too. That, that, I mean, that's it. That, that's the bottom line. The other things that you want to see improve have an opportunity to improve. But they're going to hopefully improve with the team that's in first place in the division. And, and that's it. Uh, ultimately, you get 16, 17 opportunities now to play. And, and you're judged not by how you looked. Was it pretty? This isn't the slam dunk contest. <laughs> I don't care how pretty it looked. Walk away with a dub. And that's it. And that's what they did. Two of my other guys on the list here are Devin McCourty and Brandon Jones. We have about a minute before we go to break here. But I want to go ahead and mention the safeties and, you know, give – Gerald Alexander and Charles Burks, the Dolphins' defensive backs and cornerbacks coach, a lot of credit because who had the three forced fumbles today? Javon Holland got one. He had one that didn't get recovered. But Javon Holland, Xavier Howard, and Eric Rowe forced three fumbles. Good point. Devin McCourty had, I thought, the play of the day on that pass breakup when one of the Patriots receivers was streaking deep and Mac Jones threw a good ball. And he came over the top juice. Not only did he not get the interference call, but he got the hand on the football to break that thing up. And then Brandon Jones had a great play where he came down and fired off the edge. He has great instincts to set the edge and bubble that thing back inside and, and back to the help of the defense. So McCourty and Jones were two of the guys I thought played well today as well, Juice. Yeah, I think, man, we, we talked about our secondary, you know, how much they are a strength of this team, and it showed up today. It really did, you know not giving up any big plays um you know we, you know the run game was one thing but the, the pass game it looks like mac jones had a lot of yards but it was a lot of dink and dunk a lot of you know a little short pass plays here and there but the secondary looked really really good and you know, they're going to continue to get challenged they're going to get a lot more challenges coming up you know, in the future. And if the offense can put together some more drives and have more success, that type of game plan won't exist against this Dolphins defense. So the Dolphins offense can help the defense. Coming up next, we'll have the final game stats of the game for you here. Again, final score, Dolphins 17, Patriots 16. You're listening to the fifth quarter post game show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is the Miami Dolphins radio network. You're listening to the Dolphins on the Joe WQAM with Joe Rose and Zach Kranz weekday mornings from 6 to 10. 
Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. Again, Dolphins 17, Patriots 16, Miami moves to 1-0 atop the AFC East all alone. And the stats might not have gone Miami's way, but the final score did. The Patriots had 24 first downs to Miami, 16. 11 for 16 on third down. Miami just 4 for 11. The Patriots had 393 total yards to Miami's 259. Passing in New England's advantage as well, 268 to 185. And the Patriots rushed for 125 compared to Miami's 74. But guys, the penalties once again. Patriots 8 for 84. They have actually led the league in lowest amount of penalties the last two years. Miami been number two in that time span they had just five for 28 penalties in this game so Miami plays another disciplined football game gets out of there with a victory and we have plenty of content coming up for you guys this week on the Miami Dolphins podcast network the drive time podcast with yours truly going to go over to the facility right after this and record another podcast for you and get that up there and grind it out all night long I'll be with you five days a week on drive time we also have a new episode of the fish tank podcast coming up Wes Welker was on this past week he was a great interview I loved hearing him and Juice talk about receiver play as always good stuff and Seth was there too I was there (laughs) I stayed out of my yeah I stayed out of the way on that part what's coming up this week, Seth. What's coming up on well, the Well, Wes was great. You were right, and we thought that was a great way to open the season. Wes was so much fun when he was here. We, we didn't enjoy him as a Patriot as much, no, we but we know not. what a great player he was. <laughs> and, and now he's coaching and, and apparently had a big day as well. But Wes did a great job if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to that one. And then this week, as we head into Buffalo, we're going a little old school with Johnny O. John Offerdahl is diving in. We got a chance. One of my favorites, Juice, because we got to sit down with John Offerdahl <laughs> at Offerdahl's in Weston, and he fed us afterwards, Travis, which was great. But, uh, yeah, definitely got to download that one. It's a great listen. We had lunch there once at Offerdahl's. Good, good food over there as well. Absolutely. So good stuff. Top and, uh, guys, that's, that's going to do it for us here. We'll be back with you guys next week talking Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins. And uh, thanks to our executive producer and booth producer, Alejandro Solana, our studio producers, Robert Grieper, Matthew Wilson, and Danny Garcia. You guys are the best back there. Our radio booth engineer was Stephen J. Gray. For O.J. McDuffie and Seth Levitt, I am Travis Wingfield. The final score of today's game, your Miami Dolphins 17, New England Patriots 16. Dolphins football will be back next week, uh, next Sunday, I should say, for week two. The Dolphins will host the Buffalo Bills in their first home game of the year at Hard Rock Stadium. This has been the fifth quarter overtime show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.